You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. Welcome to the Locked On Hornets podcast. We are coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. Make sure you are following us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Hornets. You can find myself on Twitter at Walker Mail, Doug at Doug Branson NBA, and Nada at Nada the Scribe. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Visit LockedOnSports.com to check out all of our podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, MLB, and fantasy sports. Well, we're here the day after the draft, and it's been a weird few days with the Charlotte Hornets. So first off, to recap, 48 hours ago, really, the Hornets trade Dwight Howard for Timothy Mozgov and two second-round picks. After that, the Charlotte Hornets, they take Shea Gilgis-Alexander on draft night at number 11 overall. They then trade him to the Clippers in exchange for Miles Bridges and two more second-round draft picks. After they get Miles Bridges, the Hornets then trade two future second-round picks to move up to 34 and select Devontae Graham in the second round. They also use the 45th overall pick that they got in the Dwight Howard trade. They trade Hamadou Diallo at 45 to Oklahoma City. And then the Hornets select Arnaldis Kuboka at 55. And it was a guy that they had a draft and stash. And now we're here. This is where we are. Yes. With the Charlotte Hornets. In the last 48 hours, it's been a a lot of stuff to take in, particularly for this team because of all of the activity that's been about with Mitch Kupchak at the helm with this team right now. And last night in our live broadcast, obviously you could see that I wanted Shea Gilgis-Alexander. It was a guy that I did, very much so. It was a guy that I thought would have made the most sense here for the Charlotte Hornets, but instead it's Miles Bridges, and I didn't love the pick. Still don't love the pick with Miles Bridges being there at 12 overall. But not it is my understanding that you have done a complete 180 on this pick after Flip. you've had some time to assess it. Wait, Proper. wait, 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 wait. 180? 180. That's just what I've been told. Uh, again, reasonably flip. <laughs> oh, flip <laughs> flopper. <laughs> this is not a flip flop situation. Tell us Flippity where you are. Flip. You know what, Doug? I hate you so much right now. <laughs> this is why we are hey. rivals. No, it's not that nice. Good Lord. Anyway. Tell us where you are. Reasonable men can change their mind within about 24 hours. The biggest thing that made me okay with this was that the multiple positions that he can guard, I started looking back at some footage last night, right around the time Hamadou Diallo was traded, and I got basically no sleep today. So I'm I'm running on fumes like the rest of us. Mm -hmm. At some point, I came to the realization that this is going to be one of the better teams defensively that we've seen in a minute. Maybe since those two, those two teams a couple of years ago where they were both top five in defense and they also happened to have Al Jefferson on them. I think with the 56% catch and shoot effective field goal percentage for Miles Bridges, it helps. If he nails the consistent three, I think this is a guy that can give you anywhere from 15 to 17 a night, which can only help. I like the fact that he's going to be a primary defender it may mean that MKG moves from a starting role to a bench role where it may help him out long term. I kind of like the way this team is going because they have a plan now. 
So Walker, do you do you not like the pick because of Miles Bridges, or do you not like the pick because your guy and Shea Gilgis Alexander is not a member of the Hornets? And and one more additional follow up question: Do you respect the fact that the Charlotte Hornets went out and got their guys? I mean, they had a plan and they executed the plan not only with Miles Bridges but Devonte Graham as well. They didn't get confused in the draft room. I respect that they went out and got their guys. If they wanted to get Miles Bridges from the get-go, then fine. I mean, I don't want these GMs to not take somebody that they don't believe in. If they didn't believe in Shea Gilgis-Alexander, then okay. I disagree with them, but if they didn't believe in him, they didn't believe in somebody else as much as they did Miles Bridges, then okay. Here's where I am with this pick. Miles Bridges, to me, is a guy that I do have a problem with a little bit coming into this league, being an all-star potential type player. It's not just for my love for Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and I think I discussed this last night. I would have liked Lonnie Walker a great deal better in this draft. And, and 18 that, that, to the Spurs, what a deal. Mike Schmidt's yeah. calling it one of the steals of the draft. Lonnie Walker going to 18. I would have liked that better. I would have liked Zaire Smith better at 12 overall. Michael Porter Jr. is interesting. I understand the medical. I understand that there might be a problem with him playing as soon as this season. But a small market team to try to break out of the area that they're in, I think it was worth a shot to try to take a shot at that. I think it was worth a shot to try to take a chance on a guy like that. You wanted more upside, it sounds I like. I absolutely wanted more upside with those three guys that I mentioned. Also, Shea, the guy that they drafted in the first place, I thought he provided more upside. So with Miles Bridges coming in here, I said this last night as well. I think when you're looking at Miles Bridges to me, it's a guy that is the third piece once you think when you have a couple of established young guys that you try to go after. I don't think Miles Bridges is going to be someone that comes in and puts the team on their back. I don't think it's going to be someone that has a ton of upside enough to get a a perennial all-star for you on a franchise like the other ones had the upside to do. It's a solid pick. It's someone I recognize has a floor that's probably going to help you out as soon as next season. That's not exactly what I was looking for with Miles Bridges. And let me just say, with all due respect, Walker, you are going against the grain a little bit because yes. I've been researching these draft grades mainly. Oh, I know I am. Mainly because I'm exhausted from last night, and and this is an easy way I can just sort of read stuff off the internet. That's sort of my go-to move. Yeah, yeah, we know your beer list. All right, flip flopper. Flippity flip. <laughs> Uh, so the ringer has this grade A. Bridges is a great pick for a franchise that looks ahead. Looks headed for a long rebuilding effort. With Dwight Howard gone and Kimball Walker on the trade block, the Hornets don't have many pieces to build around. The Michigan State sophomore is an elite athlete. Yahoo gave it a B-. They landed Miles Bridges at 12, and the kid improved his free throw percentage from 69 nice. to 85% between his freshman and sophomore years, which tells this analyst that he has a great work ethic. What about the three-point shot, though? Three-point shot is one of the bigger things that I think he's got to work on. I think he will start. Shot 39%. And, well, his freshman year, correct? And then he went down to 36, right? Right. Right. So, But I, I, mean, I but see, I choose well, I mean, to, like, I choose yeah, to right. pay like, attention to the year that supports my argument. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll pay, yeah, I'll pay attention to the 36 one. And also... I like the bigger number. Right, of course. Of course. And I do, too, and I hope I'm wrong on that. But again, I'll... I'll Again, you, you look at him digressing in that area, and you look at him improving at the free throw line, but also he didn't go that much. Like no, he, didn't, no, he didn't he go didn't. at all. But how much of that was deferring to Jaron Jackson Jr.? I don't think that much, to be honest with you. Like I think there is something to be said that he deferred a little bit to Jaron Jackson Jr., and that probably took a hit on his stock. I still think that athletically, 
you got we always want the really dynamic athletes that you can work around that have solid solid skills and that's one thing i think we kind of underrated with with uh miles bridges is that we kind of underrated the fact that this kid did get better in certain aspects and he's a grinder and he also has a significant amount of athleticism if he just gives you at the 12th pick which is generally one of those points where we don't expect much out of your normal draft pick if he gives you 17 17 8 and a couple of assists i think you're going to be okay well, with this yeah i if he gives you 17 and 8 i mean i'm it's going to be a hard bold take. it's going to be hard That's to hate on take, him. <laughs> it's it's going to be hard to hate on a 17 and 8 <laughs> kind of guy that he's able to give you that kind of production i will fold my argument and say i lost this one and i will throw it to the side if he's able to get that I just don't. I don't think, but here's the thing. From what I hear from you, Walker, you just you wanted a you wanted a home run swing. You wanted something that could give them more future impact, right? Because to me, this move, and I think David Walker uh, echoed this on Twitter and, and mentioned this last night as well. This is a move that signals that they are in a long rebuilding effort, but a short term playoff. Run. This is I, I absolutely yeah. I don't think it's any secret. I wanted more upside. It, it's it's well documented that I, I wanted somebody else with more upside than what Miles Bridges has. And, and a couple reasons why is, one, where Charlotte is right now, I think they were in a position to do that at number 11 in this draft. Because you look at next year's draft, everyone is discussing how lackluster it is. And where are the Charlotte Hornets going to finish up next season? They're going to finish in the same realm of this 11th, 12th pick, and perhaps even a little bit worse because we expect them to go after the postseason and if they get an 8, 7, 6 seed, it's going to be a worse draft pick, lowering the margin for error once you hit that NBA draft slot. So with already a lackluster draft, not near as deep as this one as analysts are reporting, and it certainly looks like that. And this one was deep. I and mean, we talked about it constantly, that there was a select pool of players that were okay here. And it again, Miles a part of it. It's just with the guys left on the board, that's what I have a problem with. So when you look at next year's draft, I feel like they could have gotten someone that didn't maybe have as much upside, but could have taken someone with a lot of upside here. Because again, if, if they're going to get better, and it looks like that's the direction they're trying to take with the short-term cap relief they got in the Dwight Howard trade, with even this kind of pick, a guy that has a floor that looks like it's going to be able to contribute right away, then it looks like they're going for a postseason berth, which is only going to hurt a draft selection next season in an already lackluster draft. Where is the upside going to come from? So most people had Miles Bridges rated around 13, 14. I saw as low as 16. And then if you look at Devontae Graham, a lot of a lot of mock drafts had him in the 40 to 45 range. The Hornets end up trading two second rounders to move yeah. up to 34 to select him. What do you think about the Hornets making a slight reach on Miles and a pretty significant reach on Devontae Graham? Well, I mean, we're... We know what I think about Miles. Like again, if if that's the guy they wanted, I am an advocate. Right, of not that about the player, but about the team. Basically, following a plan. You're basically get their guys. zoning in on two guys and saying we're going to go get those players, regardless of where the the consensus has them mocked. If they liked Miles Bridges enough and they were able to get two second round picks for him, then good move. If if that's the guy, if I come into a draft and I, that's the exact guy I want, and I actually get a couple of second round picks, then 
I agree. They they uh, they accomplished what they wanted to do. I I think you have to credit them for that. I'm not going to sit here and hate on them for that. Also, Devontae Graham, I even kind of like myself. Like I, I think Devontae Graham is a fine backup point guard. I think someone that you bring in that's polished, someone that you bring in that can shoot, someone that has a, a good handle and actually can finish at the rim. I actually like Devontae Graham a decent amount here. So that pick I think is good, but I am I'm willing to accept the fact that they had a plan, they stuck with it, they went out and executed it. They and own I think it that's too, fine. by the way. Yeah. They own that. Yeah, sure. Now, they because do. if you select Michael Porter Jr., that's a player that I think you know, if his back falls apart, you know, down the road several years from now, you go, well, they kind of had a year and a half. Well, right. They kind of had to do it, right? They they should have made that pick because the, the consensus said that Michael Porter Jr. had star power, so you, you let him off the hook a little bit. But with this, you, you know, they targeted players that were, were not uh, seated at 12 and 34, and, and they sort of have to own that if yeah. those players don't pan out. I find value in making the postseason. I'm not one of these people that just say, oh, what, who cares if you make the postseason and then get destroyed as an eight seed, right? Like, I think there is some value in that. But also, I think there also comes a point where you have to try to take a next step. I'm willing to accept that they need to make the postseason. It's been a couple of years since they've done so. But what this move tells me and all the moves that they're making, what it tells me right now is that this is a team that is begging to get a six seed at least because yeah. this is not going to get be a team that's a top four seed, not in the Eastern Conference. Philly's too good. Boston's too good. Indiana is in a better situation than what the Hornets are in now. They have a better salary cap and better players overall, so Indiana is certainly going to be in the top three. Toronto, as long as they don't switch it around too much, they're going to be better than the Hornets, so it's top four. What the Hornets are doing right now is they're setting themselves up in order to continuously fight for a six seed and then maybe battle in the first round, but it looks like not be good enough to consistently get past the first round. And if you're going to sign Kimba Walker on top of all the salary that you have, it doesn't look like they are in in any kind of way going to get out of this soon. I understand it's a long rebuild, but look at the star potential that you had in this draft. Look at the one you have in the next draft. Look at signing Kimba Walker. That's going to take a lot of money. Kimba Walker is going to be older by that time. He's going to be 29. Is he, I mean, I think we can all agree he's not the best player on a team that's really going to contend for an Eastern Conference Finals appearance. So with all of this, I think you have to be okay with the Charlotte Hornets really going after it all for a five and six seed. And for me, that's just kind of a, it puts a lid on something that I wanted more. What grade did you give this earlier today on the wake up call? Give it an average grade. You give it a C. What, yeah, what letter? Okay. See, people when they they want these grades, Walker. People want the letter. You got aggressive. With, they want the with letter. Seeking the individual. Well, exactly. I'm, I'm the voice. Pushed. I'm the voice of the fan. They don't want average. <laughs> you got. They don't want. Oh, I like the pick. They want. They want that letter. Well, what's grade. funny? What's funny is, and the, the reason I love this is because everybody wants to go crazy over these kind of grades. Like C is relatively low with all of these with all of these draft selections. It's a passing grade. But it's it's hilarious because every single team gets a B or above, right? right. Like any yeah. kind of draft selection, any kind of team, they all get Bs or above. Like, oh, everybody's done an above average job. Well, no, okay, I gave them a C, and in reality, it's, it's not a D, it's not an F. You're the, you are the professor in, in school that was the hard ass, that was always like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm gra- not grading with the curve. You earn the grade, but you're right. I don't give grades, I earn, I, or I don't give them out, you earn them. That's right. Jeremy Wu, who we played some sound from uh, yesterday on the live show, uh, th- that uh, from Sports Illustrated, he gave this a B minus, but basically has the same analysis as you, which is that Miles Bridges should become a useful rotation player for the Hornets. And this was opportunistic, but they passed on the chance 
to select a guy with more upside. SB Nation giving this an A, saying in an era when everyone wants wings, why did Miles Bridges fall all the way to number 12? An elite athlete at 6'6", and he's around 6'6", 6'7". Bridges doesn't have any elite skills, but he's a competent shooter, passer, and ball handler. He's a perfect fit for the modern NBA. The I'll have more draft grades see, coming but, up, by but, the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah. so we'll get all the draft grades, and there's some things I disagree with that in there, obviously, with Miles Bridges. I, I don't think he's going to be as good a defender as what seems a lot of people think. I definitely don't think he's going to be as good a ball handler as what everybody Man, thinks. I, I, I think there's I, a problem with ball handling. Do you think his ball handling is pretty I good? I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be okay. I don't think it'll be elite. But I think it'll be above average. And I do want to say one thing. I want to rewind it back where you're yeah. saying, for again, five, they're competing for a five, yeah. six seed. Yeah. I'm okay with that. If I How can long get, are you okay with that, Nada? I'm okay with that if you get that consistently, I don't know, two, three, four seasons. Because quite frankly, we haven't seen that in almost 20 years. No, you're, you're right if you're consistently doing that. But if it's going to be a situation where you're you're consistently in a in a gap where three games separates the the six from the eight to the nine seed, it's something I'm, I just wanted a little bit more. I, I wanted I a little that. bit more. I want to get to the second round, Nada. To be honest with you, if I'm a Charlotte Hornet fan, I, I want to get past the first. We got to get to the playoffs first. And, and you're right, but we did that two years ago, and we got close, and that was an awesome team. And you have to leave that season feeling good about that. I mean, I, I think with where they had been for so many years with the with the Bobcats, I agree that you have to get there first, and I'm fine with that. But how much room for improvement do you get if you get to the postseason and you just accept it, you expect to get there? the season afterwards and not really improve. Like, is it going to be a free agency signing? Because then again, that's the problem with the small market teams. Like what's the best free agency signing they've had here in Charlotte? It's probably Al Jefferson. Al Jefferson. Yeah. And Al Jefferson is a guy that is now viewed as a dinosaur. Can you get a guy that is somewhat that kind of level that can do well with good coaching, but maybe on the end of his career? I don't know. I'm just saying with free agency, I don't think you get much better in that regard. So you have to start taking the risk in the draft. The one thing I would say, while I do agree with you, let's say Porter takes this year off. Porter doesn't Porter doesn't play and then comes back, re-injures his hip in, in summer league. You are taking a massive chance oh, on I drafting a rotation sure. piece and not getting just scorched. To, that's scorched earth. That's, that's your job right there. That's what scared me from Porter Jr. in the first place. Again, I I am inclined to believe all the teams that passed on him because they were too scared of his medical, right? Yeah. Like, I'm—, I'm cool with that he again, went to the one place where he could go there was there was a couple of other guys i would have had but again i i'm i'm cool with michael porter jr I, I would have rather i think taken the chance on him but again there were other guys i would have rather had ahead of him because i'm i'm here to believe what everybody else believed yeah. with the medical so yeah. the other thing with lonnie walker though lonnie walker apparently had some suspect medicals which is why he dropped to 18 and, and that might be true so there, there were if guys, I, there and, were risks. And if, if Lonnie if Lonnie Walker was a risk, then so be it. I, I don't know if I had heard near as much about Michael Porter Jr., maybe because of the talent discrepancy. I don't know. Yeah. But it certainly didn't seem like there was that big of a gap. Who among us does not have suspect medicals? How can we cast these stones? I'm as strong as an ox. If you want to support our show and the amazing people that put it together, consider joining our Patreon community. For as little as $1 a month, you can help us keep making the Daily Hornets content that you've come to trust. Go to patreon.com slash LOH. There's a link in the description of this episode. Get double the entries into our contest and access to content before anyone else. Patreon.com slash LOH. Every single dollar goes into making this the best Hornets talk in all of Charlotte. How strong is an ox? 
Are we? I think we're overrating the ox. Uh, we are I, not overrating I, the I ox. Need to see, I need mm. to see some medicals on the ox. Yeah, why don't you do the research on that? You put your lab glasses on. You take a look at it. You can. wonder if there's me. anything on the internet. You, there you probably make, is. You can <laughs> seal it. Stuff I'm, I'm sure you can find some stuff on the internet. You get that answer. We'll have that answer after the break. It's the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Unless Mitch has Buzz on his lap and Buzz is sort of Santa the vent- style. The, I like it. Oh yeah, or ventriloquist. You know. <laughs> well, let's how how, how much ventri- ventriloquist yeah. are we going? <laughs> I don't think anything, or I don't, I don't want to go that much. Whoa, yeah, I don't want to go with ventriloquist. Let's go. I like the Santa style a little bit more. Either one is creepy. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Thanks for joining us here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. I'm Walker Mail alongside Nada Edwards and Doug Branson. Again, recapping the NBA draft last night that saw the Charlotte Hornets acquire Miles Bridges as their first round selection. So we discussed if we liked the pick, if we didn't like it, where we are with that particular selection. Going to the court and how it's actually going to feel with him on this roster how he's going to blend in with a lot of these other guys. It's going to be interesting to see him because it's a, it's someone that had been kind of tabbed as a tweener. You didn't know whether he's going to be a three, whether he's going to be a four. It, it's a body that kind of fits right in below, maybe a little not athletic enough laterally to play the three, but maybe the four. It's a guy that isn't tall enough to play the four. I, it's it's a weird it's a weird body type to kind of position in the NBA and a NBA that values tweeners a lot, but maybe a different type of tweener, right? Like it depends a, a on the system. Person. Yeah, it really and, does and, depend on the system because if he can play, I'm not saying Draymond Green, but Diet Draymond Green on this team, that's a playoff team. Yeah, if if he turns out to be Draymond Green, then I'll be shocked, but also very happy about it. So if my go ahead. Yeah, so an ox is a large beast of burden that was preferred (laughs) over horses for the wagon-based settlement of the American West before the railroad. So that's where the term (laughs) strong as an ox comes from. Sounds pretty strong, though, right? Yeah, very strong. Were you really questioning the strength of an ox? Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm personally, personally, I've never seen an ox. Now, if you if you want to tell me that you've watched all the game tape on oxen, that's the correct. I haven't by seen the, way. the Have Hulk you either, not played Oregon strong. Trail, Doug? Hey, by the way, Nesson gave uh, this Hornets draft a B grade. Mitch Kupchak addressing some needs by acquiring an exciting player in Bridges, says Nesson, the Northeastern oh, wow. Sports mm-hmm. Network. Everybody passes. Listen to this, guys. Uh, we were talking about how everybody loves draft grades. So this is what shows up on Google if you search for NBA draft grades in the Washington Post article by Tim Tim Bontomps. But this is your but this is your particular draft grade, right? Or is this actually this Tim is Bont- their draft okay. grade? But this is what if you Google this, this is what comes if you up. Were taking this one too for this mm-hmm. article. It says NBA draft 2018 analysis, every pick, grades, trades, rumors, surprises. That's hmm. some great SEO. Yeah, it <laughs> shout is. out Washington Post. You got everything in there that people wanted to see. But then the hilarious part is there's not even any grades in the Washington Post article. It was the bait and switch. So it was the exact thing that you just scolded me for a little bit ago, not getting an actual letter grade and instead just going into the exactly. Tisk, Where's your tisk, outrage? I'm, I am outraged. I'm not only because at least we're here we for letters. Damn it. That's right. I want the letter grades. I want C, C minus, B plus, <laughs> B minus, A minus, A plus. Come on. Like we're gonna see at some point we're gonna see Doug basically playing Twisted Sister. We're not gonna take this. <laughs> no, he's 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 uh, tired of it enough. All right, he I'll have some more grades for you later. All right, thank you, <laughs> appreciate it. If you could 
get up on that. We'd appreciate it. So again, the depth chart, when we look at this, I know, Doug, you tweeted this out last night, which you kind of expect as soon as Miles Bridges was taken. Yeah, where thank he fits you for in. That. What do you expect the depth chart to be there, Doug? <laughs> thank you for that brush fire, Do you have way. anything interesting you might want to put out there on the Twitterverse the of what way, you think is going to play the out? The way too early depth chart. And I actually tweeted this out before the second round because I was tired, guys. I wanted <laughs> to go to bed. You saw Bridges and immediately just <laughs> spit fire. And I think the problems that people had with my depth chart, right now it's uh, 14 replies, 15 likes. Uh, so thank you to the three or four people who liked this and got this a little above the ratio. Uh, so, Barely. Uh, yeah, I think people had a lot of problems with me putting Hernan Gomez as the third center, putting as Bridges at the four. I'd probably have a problem with that too. And I immediately regretted it. But listen, once you tweet it, <laughs> you put it out there into the world and you don't take it back. You it, go strong. It's tough to have Mozgov ahead of a whole lot of people yeah. and you've got him ahead of Hernan Gomez. And I put Stone there as a formality. He is technically... They, they, oh, if anybody has a problem with Stone, well, like, they may not. Yeah. I, I think they may have an out with Stone, so he may not be around. And then oh, you know right. they drafted Graham, yeah. so you know I'd probably swap that with Graham now if I had a second chance. But I don't, and and frankly, <laughs> this is the depth chart. Okay, folks, just deal with it. <laughs> well, not a switch. You can switch, right? Like if hey, not, hey, can, hey, 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 not, hey, if not, hey, if not, hey, if hey, not, hey, hey, I'm out on an island, man. Hey, I don't have it, any more yeah, help you anymore. You know what? Enjoy your island. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Enjoy your island with no Wilson. Kicking from, my feet up from Castaway. None of that. Wilson. I don't need a volleyball. Yes, you do. You're out on this lonely island. Player hater island. Clearly, <laughs> player hater ball did not just end on Wednesday with you. You are player hating something serious, and who, I am ashamed of you. Who, who is Miles Bridges compared to? I don't think I came up with a player hater comp for him. No, surprisingly. Uh, Derek Coleman, Tobias Harris. Derek Coleman? Derek Coleman go. was the comp. Oh, no. He's not as big as Darren Coleman. Uh, no, Coleman, I, I, think. Yeah, Derek I don't, I don't really get that. Tobias Harris, I kind of get, which I, I really like Tobias Harris. Derek Coleman. He comes feels out like a more mobile Tobias Harris. That's That yeah. was my analysis of him early on, yeah. that he was like Tobias Harris that could move a little bit better. Like, yeah. Derek Coleman done closed a lot of buffets back in his day. Closed yeah. a lot of them. And Tobias Harris was big, too, when he came to the league. Here's a, one thing I, I'm willing to hold out hope for with the NBA. And, again, I've, I've talked about this. Like, I, the NBA is able to transform bodies very well. Yes, and if they're able to transform Miles Bridges' body into something of a of a of a good body enough to, because I I have I have problems with him moving laterally defensively. So then, how many people is he going to guard? Like, is he going to be big enough to guard the power forward? Is he going to be fast enough to guard your good small forward in this league? Those are the questions that I have. Like, he's going to be a fine team defender. I think he's smart enough, and the character is is fantastic. Like, yeah. I I this is the one thing that I, I hate about radio and evaluating these guys. Like. That's the one thing. Like th- this is a this is a great dude. Like there's a tremendous piece written on him at, back at the beginning of the season on ESPN, talking about his family life, talking about how this guy grew up and how the difficult that the decision was difficult to come back to college for his sophomore season because there was a lot of money on the table. And how interesting is that? At least, like I have no problem with people leaving after their freshman year, but how interesting is it? At least that he felt he wanted to come back despite them you know, absolutely could use the money. Yeah. You know, comes back and still wants to try to get Lansing a championship. It, it, it's such a, it's a cool guy. I, it's just, He's, it's just basketball wise. I, I have my doubts. Do you guys want some stats real quick? Yes. yes I would love some stats. So the, the strongest ox ever actually pulled 8,000 pounds in a contest in Canada. Bets were placed and, and people bet around 16,000 pounds. So they were, they were way off. That's a, that's a really bad beat. But yeah, 8,000 pounds, the strongest ox ever. I mean, and we were really questioning the strength of that ox. 
That's yeah. my fault. That's my bad. I I will yeah. give you I will give you a Miles Bridges stat here. Okay, okay. so per Synergy Sports, Miles Bridges scored 0.88 points per possession uh, in the uh, in pick and roll and ISO, uh, mm-hmm. but the combo only accounted for 20 percent of his output in 2018. And if we know anything, you know that I mean that is uh, what his role will be in. Uh, in the NBA, so uh, while Bridget, this uh, this uh, rating here by this analysis here by Washington Post says Bridges always looked the part, his output presented a muddled picture. I I, I yeah. think he's a, not going to get post up opportunities. Is no, what I'm saying. He got no, those no, at Michigan well, State. No. Those are going to go away. Yeah. He's going to get more pick and roll. Can't and, and to not his point, can that ball handling improve to the point that he can become functional with that, like a Marvin Williams? Well, and, and one thing off the pick and roll is I don't think he's a good passer. And and that's something that he's not good at to me. I don't think so, I don't think he's going to be the pick. I don't think he's going to be the ball handler in that pick and roll yeah, situation. Yeah, well, and, and and that's and that's fine. I would like to hit for him to be interchangeable in those pick and rolls, though. I, I would also like, true. I would like that. So again, and these are you're right. These this is this is what the draft is. I mean, you, you pick the flaws that you're okay with that you think you can refine. You pick the skills that you think are particularly valuable, and then you try to go with it and see what happens. And now Doug is completely shocked. Doug, will oh go to my you. god, oh my god, I found I actually found a an NBA draft grade. Uh-oh. That is that is the closest that I've seen to your grade of C, right? It was C? Yeah. I've got a C plus here from WalterFootball.com. This is totally real. You can look this up. On the up. NBA draft. On the NBA draft. WalterFootball.com, <laughs> right there with Walker, C plus. The analysis is Charlotte has a plethora of wings, Batum, Kid Gilchrist, Monk, Lamb. So not sure how, it says Brides, Bridges fits in here. I would have kept Gilgis Alexander or rolled the dice with Porter. I think Bridges will be a solid pro, but the fit just doesn't make a ton of sense to WalterFootball.com. Congratulations, yes. Walker. You now have an ally on that island. Yeah. His name is Walter Football. And he doesn't even evaluate the sport we're talking about. So Can't even spell the man's name right. No. Yeah. Miles Congratulations. Bridges. This nice. is where you are. Miles Brides. This is where I am with Miles Bridges. This is where you are. Yeah, absolutely. Are you proud um, of yourself now? Uh, not as much, but again, I'm going to stand, I'm gonna have to stand Still strong. Still more proud of you, Walker, than uh, Flip Flopper over here. Flippity <laughs> Flip. Hey, reasonable grown men can change their minds. No, and and no, I'm fine. If you want to change your mind, I, I get it. Like if, if you feel like there's been something else there that you have now picked up on in the last 24 hours watching a little bit more film, then I get you on that. Catch and shoot. That's yeah. the only thing I got. Well, and and we'll see. If he can catch and shoot, that'll certainly be a, a fine basketball skill, but maybe at 11 we could have had something more. But real quickly, with that wing, it will, let's bring up the point of Walter Football. Can we have him as a guest and talk basketball? No. I'll work on it. I, that's actually, I would love <laughs> to do that. No. I would can love we, to do don't that. Don't you dare. Walter all right, football pay attention Monday. We'll have bas- him on Monday. Can we get our all our basketball analysis from Walter Football? Yes. Well, I'm serious. I'm emailing them right now, Monday. Uh, all right, perfect. Yeah, okay. let's get him on the show Monday. Let's talk to Walter Football about all the basketball analysis. Analysis. Thank you, Doug, for watching. I wonder if his name that. is actually Walter. That would be fantastic. Oh, I'm calling him Walter. I mean, that's even if yeah, exactly. Even if his name is Caleb, we call him Walter. No, it's, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Walter. Is that my name is Caleb? Okay, Walter. Listen. His name is Walter Football. He's going to join us. <laughs> oh, He's God. going to join us on Monday, and we're going to talk basketball. So, with Walter Football's just excellent, impeccable analysis of the pick on Miles Bridges, well, real quickly, when you look at this on the court and how it fits, we talked about some of the ways that he can be utilized. What about the players? Like, who's on notice? Who do you think he's going to take some minutes away Everybody. from? Everybody. Who do you think? It, it, it's weird, right? Because he is a guy that might take some minutes away from the small forward, a guy that might take away minutes from the power forward. So MKG, Marvin, Frank, uh, maybe not Marvin as much. You would think the intellect probably gets in the way of Lamb. Miles taking away his minutes. But Lamb as well. You know, what if, like, I mean, 
I just don't know if, if it's a guy that's going to come in and and take away Marvin and everybody else. But I also don't know if uh, I mean I don't I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm struggling, but I, I don't know how much of this of minutes this guy is going to take away from some of the veterans. But I, I think that I think a lot of people are in more play. Than you think? Well, no, I no, I'm saying I think there's a lot of people in play that he could take. Yeah, no, I think first things first. I think he takes away minutes from MKG because I think he'll be decent enough of a defender immediately. I think he takes minutes away from Frank, or Frank's minutes get Frank reallocated. Frank is the guy I look at. Frank's out minutes get allocated at center in emergency roles, or if you want to stretch the floor. I think a guy like Lamb is going to get affected by this because if you want to play Bridges at the three, then Batum goes to the two, or Lamb goes to the two, or Monk goes to the two. I think this guy is going to affect a lot more than we think, and I think it's going to be one of those interchangeable pieces that work. Here's my thing. How do we just land on the ox as the strongest animal? Because (laughs) by pure brute strength, the blue whale is actually the strongest animal in the world. So honestly, if if it's me, I'm saying strong as a whale. I I think that's fair. Yeah, whale has another connotation that's not, not so nice. I bet I bet the thing that you're talking about on the whale is stronger than the ox. It could pull more, I bet. The whale is... <laughs> you know is, what I mean? Again, okay, tell somebody they're strong as a whale. Please, let's do that. Let's randomly take somebody. Is that disrespectful? Probably. Put that on the poll. Is yeah, it disrespectful put that on the to tell somebody that you're strong as a whale? As opposed to strong as an ox? Yeah. Strong as a whale. Yeah, strong as a whale. Go go tell somebody that. Because the blue how- whale is the biggest animal on Earth right it's now. The, it's the strongest animal on Earth. It's the strongest and the biggest. Ma- matter of fact, let's, again... Go find a female friend or something like that. I would oh, well. So <laughs> hold, hold on. Tell them they're strong as a whale. It's getting detailed. Because <laughs> it is, I mean, you can use whale in a positive connotation. Like, I had a whale of a time. Yeah. That's positive connotation. That means I had a, a big positive experience. It's one of the only ones, though. I, I can't think of many more. So I'm on page six of Google right now looking for NBA draft <laughs> grades. These are actually, on page six, we've got 2015 draft grades from canishoopus.com. Grade of C for the Hornets for picking uh, Frank Kaminsky, saying another baffling Michael Jordan decision. You know who is good at basketball? Michael Jordan. I don't know why that was so low. That's my fault. <laughs> On page 12 of Google, here's an article from the big lead about how overrated draft grades are. That's how deep we're getting. What's the grade on how accurate grades are? Grades are, well, that's the thing. You're right. People overrate the, every draft pick. And people were complaining about this about the ESPN broadcast that Billis and others just loved every lottery pick. And you know why? Because you get college basketball analysts who love college basketball to do this analysis, and they love everyone. Of course they do. Well, and and there's there's no perfect way. Because here here's what you're doing after the draft. You leave the draft feeling good about almost every pick. Right? I mean, it, 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 it brings a sense of hope to every fan. You see this guy that was really good in college or really good in high school or whatever. You see that this guy is a freak athletically. These guys are top 15 picks. And then all of a sudden they get to this pool of grown men that you forget, oh, they're the best in the world at basketball. And some guys, these, sometimes these guys just can't cope. And we all leave the draft with fantastic feelings about almost every single one of these guys going in the first round. And then you don't realize... These guys just not might make it, so nobody gets below a C plus. Oh no, Doug! What oh, did you just, find? I'm digging into this big lead article about how draft grades are dumb, and they point to Chad Ford, uh, formerly of ESPN, <laughs> oh, oh wow, and his 2003 NBA draft grade of the Detroit Pistons, 
Now, if you remember, their 2003 yeah, draft was the one in which they they passed on what? Uh, so LeBron James went one. It was it was Wade Bosch, Wade and Bosch, Anthony, Anthony Wade probably would have been Anthony. the guy most likely. They right, and they picked Darko Milicic, and they ended up also with Carlos Delfino, and the grade from Chad Ford, A plus. Yeah. Oh, they nailed it. Wow. Darko, 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 a fantastic selection at that point. Again, he's a kickboxer and owns a horse farm out in like <laughs> some Eastern European country. I'm not going to do anybody a disservice by trying to name said yeah. country. Kudos to Darko Milicic, still representing, man. Yes. Still still doing good work out there. Does he have an ox farm? I hope so. If so, then maybe a whale him. farm. The strongest the strongest animals out there is what Darko Milicic is. Strongest land animals wrangling as we around. Out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with more here on the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. We don't want that Pacers talk. You got to respect the satchel. We don't want that Cavs talk. (laughs) What you got, Doug? I have the entirety. I turned this satchel a little loud today. (laughs) Be quiet, satchel. No, we're it's a club banging in here. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Hornets. Walker Mail, Nada Edwards, Doug Branson here with you. Summer League should be fun. Yes, it should. Summer League has a pretty interesting starting five. It looks like the starting five for the Summer League is going to be Devontae Graham at the at the one. You're going to have Malik Monk at the two, Dwayne Bacon, Miles Bridges, and Billy Hernan Gomez. That's going to be a fun star, uh, summer league. I yes, think that'll be quite interesting for all the Hornets fans. I'm fine with that, but I hope Malik Monk gets a significant opportunity to to handle the ball and initiate the offense. True. If, uh, but, and if he doesn't, maybe that signals that that this current regime is not as sold on Malik Monk needing to be a point guard yeah. moving forward in the future as much as Steve Clifford was. Yeah. At what point does it take for you guys to not give up on Malik Monk as a player, but maybe him being a point guard? I mean, if, if you don't see him really January. handling the ball right here. Is, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's mid. I'm with you. Like, I'm almost... I think he can handle the ball. I even think he's a good passer in some respects. I I actually like his vision a little bit more than a lot of people gave him credit for coming out of college. It's why I love the pick when they selected him number 11 overall last year. But to me, I I just don't know if this is a guy that's going to be the the stationary handles to me and like just a guy that's comfortable dribbling the ball in place, being comfortable without somebody trying to steal it from him. You know what I'm saying? Like a guy that's able to stay there and just keep the dribble alive without somebody coming in and knocking him off of his... Uh, off off of what he wants to do it's just I, I don't know if I see that from him in transition I think he can handle it I think he can pass well in transition at the point but again just like in half court sets I don't really feel it from him right now no, the thing is I think he had to work on his handle anyway to become a better two guard much less a point guard yeah my issue with him was running an offense and basically getting entirely too shot happy and getting a little bit in that Gilbert Arenas zone which you definitely do not want to be <laughs> I think what goes forward for him going forward, if he can handle facilitating an offense, I think he could be a point guard. But I think it's going to take some time. We're going to need at least a couple of months to figure that one out anyway. I'm still hard at work here trying to track (laughs) down these NBA draft grades. I've got fullpresscoverage.com giving this pick a B-. Uh, We've got, who else do we have here? Zach Harper from FRS Hoops, spelled with yep. a Z. I think FanRag. Yeah, FanRag, yeah. That's a B from Zach Harper. And then finally, on page 15 of the Google search here, we've got um, Bradstreet's Weekly, which is a business digest on commerce that was written in 1897. 
And the Google description here says, on contracts made before June, where the wheat is deliverable in December, either wheat of the grades named or numbered, <laughs> B shares Batik of New York, N.B.A. A single screw composite gunboat of a thousand tons displacement at normal draft. So take that for what you will. That's a lot of information I just threw at you. I apologize. What was the grade? Uh, the grade. Uh, we go through that without the grade. Yeah, how do we you, want a letter, Doug. I'm sorry. The wheat. The yeah. The wheat was graded uh, C minus. Let's get him on. Yeah. All right. I'll I want him on. Brad Street. We're going to track down. He's going to be the Street, oldest living man. His great great grandson. Walter Bradstreet. I want him on. I want Walter football. I want Walt. I want Walter Bradstreet. Again, y'all on the same damn island right can we, now. Can we get? Can we get anybody else named Walter who had a grade? Can you look at that? <laughs> I'm on it. I want. I got. I want Walters who graded the draft. And Walter to, Whale. And I want to talk to them about basketball. Is there anybody from NFL.com that had a grade on this NBA? And I look at this I NBA hope draft. Not. I'm emailing Peter King right now. Daniel Jeremiah, possibly. Did he write anything about the draft? I, I mean, he's got his sources. So I want to he, see. App State grad, by the way. Let's go. Yeah. Let's talk to let's talk to Schefter. Let's talk. Uh, I want, yes. Well, Schefter actually could do it. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, you hear that on the Levitard show all the time that Schefter just mows down through calls. He's the guy that I could actually do it. So going into this draft a little bit more before we end it here today. Devontae Graham, any any thoughts on the draft and stash player? I mean, is there anything? Do you, do you I like, like the fact that he had? I like the fact that he had a jacket. He, again, he put that jacket up. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, he, looked, he had the short Charlotte Hornets <laughs> yeah. starter jacket on as a as a as a young man. Uh, fun fact: uh, Kuboka is actually someone that we used when we had Rich Cho in studio and did a segment called Food or Prospect, where we quizzed Rich on uh, international prospects. The, their names sounding a lot like international foods as well. Kuboka, uh, Rich got that one right. I just saw the poll, by the way, is Walker being a Debbie Downer on Miles Bridges. 75% say yes, 25% say no. You're right, you are Debbie Downer. Would you expect a Walter to write for WalterFootball.com? 75% also <laughs> saying yes, 25% saying no. Now listen, our fans are smart. They know the deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. Where did the poll? Let me see if I can pull up the polls yeah, let's, from let's, the live show. Yes. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's so what up. kind of jelly is Miles Bridges? 51% orange marmalade. <laughs> I'm okay oh, with that. God. Was <laughs> David Walker showing too much chest last <laughs> yes, <he> night? 63% <laughs> say yes. Uh, is apricot jelly the best jelly? 88% no. Strong takes. Wow. wow. Correct take. Going down, not wow. out. And then I, I posted this poll uh, after the initial confusion around the Miles Bridges SGA. We got 90 votes on that. Yeah, 90 <laughs> votes on this poll. The poll simply said, what, question mark. And the two choices were, what, question mark, and what, question mark. Top one. 70% 70, 70 surprisingly went with what, question mark. Oh Thanks for those 90 votes. And then uh, final poll here, does the room that we were in last night, did the room that we uh, did the show from look like a bomb shelter or a jail cell? This was the tightest poll we yeah. have ever had. 51% <laughs> said jail cell, 49% bomb shelter. I'm surprised bomb shelter got dropped out of that one. But again, yeah. it was close. It, it was, was close. A close. It was a close call between both of those. I mean, people are making fun of y'all. Yeah. Uh, polls are excellent and... Uh, it looks like we had some good ones last night. We did a good drive, live draft show yesterday. It was with fun. Those polls. Yeah. It was fun. Thanks to everyone who watched this live. That <laughs> was. We'll, we're going to do more of that stuff, and we're live right now on Twitter. So. Yes. Yeah. Thank you again for watching. Thank you again for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Locked On Hornets. Thanks again for listening to us. We'll talk to you again Monday. <laughs>